Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here I am. It's the Nikki Glaser Podcast. How are you today, uh, listener? Uh, and Noah and Andrew, how are you guys today? We're uh, we're good. good. You're good? I mean, we've already kind of uh, been on, uh, you know, chat together today for, I don't know, going on an hour plus now. Um, we're in Mexico. We're doing the show from Cabo San Lucas, right? Is that right? Is yeah, or Lucas? San Lucas, or San Jose, Cabo, San Lucas. I don't know things. No. I don't know where I am in Mexico at all. I know I'm a two-hour flight from Los Angeles because I flew in yesterday, but that's all I know, baby. And um, it's pretty um fitting, actually, because I was saying to Andrew, I was getting a little nostalgic because as we were setting up the shots and, and the podcast in um, my hotel room here in Cabo, I was reminiscent of when we began the podcast last mm. March also in my hotel room while on the set of, of Boy Island 
um, which I'm here doing season two. I'm sure that's, you know, we're not supposed to say that. But honestly, are they going to take it from me? I, no one else <laughs> is going to host that show right now. Like, not yet. I, they're not going to take yeah. it from me. I was thinking, like, what if I get hit by a car? We're starting filming pretty soon. What happens if I die or something? Who's going to replace me? What would they do? Would they just go, we can't continue? Maybe they would just like weekend at Bernie it, put you in some Pradas and throw you up there. Depends on how mangled I got from the accidento. Yeah, I guess it's, um, I could see you though, like, I don't know who would do your voice. Maybe we could find like a raspy 11-year-old man, kid, boy. Kid, man, boy? (laughs) (laughs) You went over every possible age for that that uh, <laughs> not my gendered yes, person. Pretty much. Well, yeah. thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, I'm excited to be here. I have a couple things to just say right off the top that I didn't go over last week that are really pertinent to this podcast. Okay. Okay. They have to do with cars. Oh. oh. Are you ready? Car? No. But oh. okay. Not not um. Uh, catalytic converters, as we all know, I I know those things backward and forward and um, sideways, every which way, man, yeah. boy, kid, and uh, <laughs> uh, I no, there's too early for a ham drip. A callback, no. a callback has to be a ham drip, a real ham drip. For those of you listening, ham drip means we're doing a callback to a previous uh, mm-hmm. joke from another episode or even from this episode. It has to be a minute later at least. That Otherwise, was, that it's was just forty five of- seconds. No, I mean let's go roll the tape back. I think it was. Well, way what's more. smaller than a ham drip? A turkey drop. Uh, a, turkey drop. A turkey. No, uh, a, a, a turkey tear. A, a turkey tear. I like that. <laughs> That's when it's really close. Turkey tear. Um. <laughs> so okay, remember when I told you? Did I tell you about the fender bender I got into where I let the yes. guy go? Because I'm just like uh, the Mother nice, Teresa. The most amazing. I mean, I'm pretty much. Earth. Yeah. Who needs Bob Saget anymore? I mean, I'm around. Yeah. Um. Uh. No. I. So I let. Th- so if if you didn't know, really quickly, I was in a fender bender going to um my ma- lover's radio show a couple weeks ago, and the guy bumped my mom's. I'm driving my mom's car right now because I bought her a car last year, and I just took her car. It's a 2010. Lexus, it's yeah. really nice, but yeah. it's just you know, it's it has it's beat up. And this guy bumped the the thing, and I pulled over, and I was just like, dude, who cares? Like, just I don't care. There was a little bit of a bump, but I was like, just let it go. He looked so nervous, and I just wanted to get to radio. I just was like, not bothered by it. it. Also, adds to the aesthetic that that car is going for, anyways. It's really you know, a couple dents way. is like, oh, that makes sense. I've never understood why people are obsessed with dents. I mean, I guess it looks shitty. Yeah. But it doesn't affect how the car moves. I mean, I see some cars in St. Louis that are driving around without a hood, without <laughs> a complete back bumper. Dude, I've seen cars. And I'm like, if they if they go, then they go. Yeah, I've seen cars without doors or different yeah. doors that I don't even think it's the same car. <laughs> or I the, think it's like a Cadillac door on my, a Yugo. My dad something. did that. My dad got <laughs> his door hit on a um, on his car that he bought off of Craigslist. He got it hit, and he wanted to get it replaced. So he found another door on Craigslist somehow <laughs> of the same car, but because it was in the it was in Texas, same color, same yeah. year, everything. It was more faded than his car because it was in Texas, and so it's a different color maroon. Very interesting. I mean, I'd almost rather go with a blue on a maroon, a nice accent door, than just a, slightly a, off. Yeah, that's like, like your like bedroom with a slight pink. Different. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I know. I tried to paint my bedroom walls two different color pinks, and they're just so simple. They're supposed it's to be very different, car. <laughs> but they're not different at all. Um, Going back to the car incident. Yeah. So I let the guy go. 
Um, cut to a week later, okay? And this was a, uh, a week and a half ago at this point. Maybe longer. So it was three weeks ago that it happened. Uh, and then a week later, and I meant to tell this on the podcast, but it just, you know, my mind wanders. I was driving to the recording studio where I did that Bob Saget song, among others. And I was late and I was at an intersection pulling up to a red light. And I'm on my phone, to be honest with you, because I'm trying to ways my way to this recording studio, which I think is a normal thing to do on your phone, even though you yeah. should be on it. I was on ways. So, um, I was crawling to a stop and then I just went too far and bumped the woman in front of me pretty hard. I would play, I would say I was probably going five miles an hour, which is a pretty, it's a bump, you know, maybe even more. And, um, the woman stops, we're at a stoplight, but we, she puts it in park. Uh, all the other cars go when it turns green. She gets she alone? out. She's yeah, alone. She's alone. What she kind gets... of car is she in? I'm just not, trying to not paint a, a Not a banger. Okay. Not like a banged up, you know, car, like a, a decent car. Okay. I've, I back up slightly so I can pull out and go away. No. Yeah, um, so can... And I see that they've created damage. I see a, dent, oh. I see a dent and I'm like, all right, well I can afford it. That's, this is a blessing. I learned my lesson. This is way less than something I could do. Ways less. Ways less than other damage I could do. Maybe Turkey this here. is a wake up call to not be on my phone ever. <laughs> it's not, but okay. So, then people are going to use this footage when I die in a texting accident. So then I am, uh, I, I park, I get out, I see the girl get out, mm -hmm. look at her bumper and just kind of go like, like sigh and not really look at me, but get back in her car. And I'm like, is she just going to leave? Like leave? Cause she hasn't looked at me at all. And then she turns on her blinker and she pulls to the side of the road and I pull be behind her and I get out and I go, girl, I am so sorry. I was, I was on my phone. I'm such an idiot. I go, you know, um, and she goes, I don't care. She goes, I, it's, and I go, but there's damage. And she That's goes, so cool. it's fine. Just go. And I was like, are you serious right now? And I go, but there's, there's a dent there. And she was like, it, I think it was already there. It's not, and I was like, it wasn't. And she was like, I just, I don't care. And I go, girl, you have no idea. I did this exact same thing a week ago, but I was you. And I had the same reaction. I go, this is, you are such an angel. Like and I go, can I give you something? I was like, do you have a Venmo? And she was like, no, I have Cash App. And I was like, give me your Cash App. So she gave me her name. And um, and I sent her, you know, some cash. But she totally didn't take my number, take my... And I said, do you want anything? I go, I'm Nikki Glazer. I'm kind of a, a famous comedian. You can look me up. Like, here's my email address. I'm going to text you right now so I'm accountable. Because uh, I don't yeah. know what is going to be further down the road. But I honestly think... The only reason that happened and wasn't karma. thousands of dollars of bullshit was karma. Because I've never heard a story where someone just lets a person go. And this uh, girl was yeah. not in a good mood. She was... How old? Um, Probably my age. Okay. Um, but Did shout she look out, like she was going through something? Like, no. Where she was like, I don't want to do the paperwork. No, she was just like me deal. of like, I don't care. It's fine. And you know what? What a great! It made me so fucking now, happy the rest of the day. Well, and if if she lets you go, right? Yeah. Can she still have insurance cover it? Like, what is? She, that's no, what she's she probably didn't want to deal with because then it raises her insurance rate, and it's not but worth not, it for a little bit. It would raise mine, not hers, right? Because I was the one that hit her, and my insurance would be the one that, you know. Yeah, but my thing is, if you hit her and you drove away. Could she go to her insurance company and be like, look, someone hit me, and then I didn't get their information? Why are you asking me a question that adults would know the answer to? 
I'm just wondering because <laughs> no, I'm, I have no idea. No, I my, just want to give a shout is, out to Lakeisha McJames. My point is because she's awesome. My point is is that she, she just doesn't want to get like. There's a difference between like. If I would have been able to. I would have paid her a lot. She would have gotten. I mean, she would have gotten it paid for completely, and it would have been points on my record, not hers. Yes, that's what I'm saying. But I'm thinking. But it's some people like they'll overreact and they'll say, "Oh, but my neck hurts," and then they try to get all this other stuff. So they can get litigious, and I just wanted to use that word and really, um, so litigious. All the other things they can get. I mean, so if I hit Donald Trump Mm -hmm. like that, it it not only would he shame me for it. You know, uh, a, like this is just me making up a thing, but I just feel like someone like that. If I would have hit a Karen yeah. instead of Lakeisha, yeah, let's all be Lakeishas and just like let it go if it's not that big of a deal. And if it is a big of a deal and you want to get it fixed, don't be an asshole about it because we've all been on our phones driving. The and only if you reason haven't, why I asked that you're is that saint. I think like I wouldn't want the other person to get in trouble per se, but yeah. I would also want. It to be covered, so I don't. Yeah. I'm not in the hole. No, so it's okay. They should get in trouble. Like the, the laws in place, so that yeah, your inner your your insurance should go up if you're negligent and you yeah. hit someone. So that's all fine, and I would have been fine with that. But the fact that it wasn't something she cared about enough to get fixed, obviously, if you're that kind of person, let the person go. And what what, what you can thing. do is always you can get the person to pay for it. Just don't make the person feel bad about it. And just not, let's be forgiving. You can get compensated, but just not being an asshole made my day. It is possible, though, she didn't have insurance. Yeah, well, whatever it is. No, I'm just I'll saying, though, I, I agree. I'm saying, though, like, it's not just necessarily karma. I don't think just because you let that person go that she let you go. There could be a reason, like, she no. might have points on her license. Well, she know, might have a suspended karma, license. Well, karma happens not because I believe karma happens. Not Regar- it doesn't mean yes. that it has to be another person doing a good deed out of their yes the okay. kindness of their heart because let's be honest mine wasn't a good deed out of the kindness of my heart more than I just don't care about my mom's car I wanted to get to the radio <laughs> show you know it's always circumstantial yes that's what I'm saying like it deserves <sighs> but it yeah so no, ni- that, but that it is just nice. felt like whoa this never happens but maybe it does a lot I don't know um and you then- find out she like just murdered somebody <laughs> like like. God, she was so not like she just let me go. You're like, and there's someone the in the Lakeisha trunk. James, yeah, 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 the one that's killed <laughs> the, 15 people. The the nursing home, <laughs> yeah, the nursing home murderer. Um, no, she was an angel to me that day, and um, and then last night, I after I dropped you off at home at your uh, hotel, I came back to mine, and I pulled into a one way thing. That was there was no harm because there was no cars coming and but it was bad and a cop car turns on its lights and starts pulling me over and then I pull it's right before my hotel I pull into my hotel and they just go on past because I oh. I kind of went out the window like I'm a dumb American like kind of like ah! and they just went on past and then I pulled into the valley and all the valley and I go to the valley guys I was like. I did the truck driver like Hong Kong, like yeah. yes, yes, because they all saw it happening and they were laughing so hard. <laughs> they kept doing my honking thing. They were like, "Oh, did you see her doing I this?" Think they were calling you a honky. That was probably it. <laughs> they were like cracker, cracker, honky, crack. honky. Um, I um, yeah, I think like you went down a one way today, and the I, I mean the roads here are a little weird. There's no U turns. You're going down a one way in the oh, in, in the grocery store, and I wasn't. I, it's funny sometimes, like, I'll react to your 
driving, whether it's poor or not, and then you get up. You're like, you always tell me, like, no, oh, I was just talking relax. to the person. Oh, you're. Oh, I thought you were talking to oh, me. Oh no, 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 because I was talking to the person in the car. Because I go easy, calm down. Uh, I thought that was me. I oh no, I always do a little uh, whiny in response to like someone who's like. When losing their had, mind when they're going it is one of my car, favorite things so of seeing you drive and other people getting mad at you and you go oh what's the I go come on oh are you so sad oh I ran over your dog and honestly it's not it's these aren't traffic and in, in, uh, you know things that I'm doing that are life Egregious. damaging no. these are just like me backing into a space the wrong way or something <laughs> you know who cares um we are in mexico andrew um anything to report on your end um yeah i uh when you left i uh they give you a box here when you shop you they don't give you bags oh yeah oh, and they wash shopping. your car. oh well yeah and so then i had thank to- you all for your comments on the grocery shopping video of andrew dancing last night that was so fun <laughs> i barely had enough groceries to like carry with two, just a little over two hands and i used a uh one of those push carts because they yeah. give you a box yeah they, they, they don't use bags here which i like but they put it in a little box and they also wash your car at, at the, grocery the grocery store, store. and they work for the grocery store right. which is wild and we they're were, not looking for money. They just detail your car. Well, they're looking for money, obviously. Yeah, but the people aren't there to... What do you mean? I, I know, but when they come back out and the guy's Maybe. standing there being yeah. like, hey, look, it's pretty shiny. It's uh, like, hand over the money. I brought golf clubs here. There's a lot of golf courses in Cabo. Yes. And before you even leave the airport, like five different guys tried to upsell me on like, uh, like to go to the golf... Like they have... You know, a relationship with one of these very right. fancy, and like, you just were, for $40. You were interested. Not only was honest. I interested, I'm, Did you know, you get some cards? I got some phone numbers to call Eduardo yeah. to uh, hook up the Diamante for $45. Hell yeah. But he wanted money then, and I didn't give it up. I actually, like, I stopped myself finally. Like, yeah. but I am that person. Like, I'm the guy Listen. that's like, hey, Hey, just come over here and talk. Oh, we're friends. Like, I just want a friend, I think. I know. And they you, give you said that today about staying. So Andrew's staying at the hotel with all the crew and the, yeah. all the producers and everyone. Because Andrew is a producer on the show, by the way. Um, yeah, it's dope. Applause break. For, yeah. St- sit down, guys. Yeah, everyone sit down. But Andrew has a producer credit. That's so exciting. Yeah. But um, you are staying at this hotel where they are all at. And I'm at a, a, a resort-type place away from everyone because... Um, You're on I'm top special. of a hill, just looking down. At I'm actually us. in a basement of this resort. It's kind of weird, but um, but Andrew said this morning that it was nice to go to like the, there's like a continental breakfast and <laughs> I love a continental breakfast. There's the, he goes to the gym and there's just it's like a, a social environment. Yeah, because yeah, we're seeing all these people that we saw last time, and there is something really nice about that because I was thinking, you know, I had Carlisle stay with me last week, and then I went to L.A. this week, and I was like alone in my hotel I really and then you've moved out and I had like a week alone but I really do need roommates even though sometimes I just it's it's interesting the difference between being a living alone and wanting to like have alone time yes does that make sense yeah I mean I want to live alone next to my best friends like I don't want the responsibility because I feel like a lot of our arguments or like even minor arguments with Brad, like they're all, it always comes Proximity. down. It comes down to duties and like, who's doing what? Who's so I'd duties. rather have my, if my room's a pigsty, it's my pigsty. But that's it, what I feel like. Like I when want I look my around own my pigsty. house, 
every time there's there's been so many times where I'm sitting and I have so much shit everywhere and I know that like you think I probably never cleaned it up shit because of you but I'm now realizing like my awareness that you would always come home was always there was something in me that was Same. like clean up a little bit <laughs> yeah. don't Same. be a total slob put on some pants stuff like that but every time it occurs to me there's a sadness where I go Oh, I guess I don't have to put on pants. <laughs> I guess I can just keep eating like a slob. And like, there's no accountability. Yes. And you could slide into sadness pretty quick, which is great. While I'm so glad I'm doing this podcast with you every day from my hotel room because I'm, I've guaranteed company coming over every day. And I love it. I yeah. love coming. Like, I, I like. How great is our relationship not living together? It's very good. I mean, the only I thing mean, I'm wanting more of, which we didn't get a chance to do, is you and Brenna coming over and, like, hanging socially. Which we will. And you came over, you know, like, oh we God, will. Oh, your apartment's like, so cute. Yeah. That, we'll do that once we fall into a groove, which I'll never fall into because my life never ends um, in yes. terms of work. But yeah. uh, let's get to, let's take a short break and let's get Andrew. Coming. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek and then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. 
all these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Uh, We're back. Hey, Noah, um, you hung out with my parents last week. You were so adorable. Can I just say that I was talking to my dad. My mom and dad were, my mom was nervous about hanging out with you, I have to say, because she just gets nervous about any, like, anyone new, and especially someone young and who's friends with me who might judge her. Like, she has to, like, you know, any, hanging out with anyone new is, like, stressful, right? We can all agree. It's just, my mom has those stresses, and I was like, Noah loves you. It's going to be so easy. I swear to God, you're going to be nervous right until you get that, like, hang out, and then it's going to be easy peasy. And then I was, t- and they both fucking loved you. My mom flooded me with texts that oh. night. She had a couple drinky poos, and she was like, going on. I got to read some of them about They're going to come over. We're, oh, we're yeah. at that point of our what relationship. What did you do with them, Noah? So I went um, hiking with them, and your dad is such a good hiker. You know what it is? You look He's enough like hiker. Nikki, but you like hiking. Like you're the daughter they never had. <laughs> oh my god! I wish the blue contacts in. <laughs> I, um, they're they're wonderful parents, and oh. we we both got to the parking lot of Sabino Canyon at the same time, and I go up to the visitor center because that was like our meetup spot, and all of a sudden they hear Noah, Noah, and I go Julie, and we just kind of like run up to each other and I hug them and stuff. They're oh, they're so funny and I'm I, really lucky. They have a great relationship. I like I I wish I had parents like that to model after. You know, uh, tell me I know about everyone what, has their what you thing. witnessed. Yeah, because I just want to say to you, my mom said, "I know you are." I said, um she wrote me up she was a little bit, I think, had a couple drinks and so she was texting me like crazy and she's like, "Um uh, you know, I was going uh she said, I hope Jonah is okay in Tonga. Which, by the way, that is a reference to Summer Heights High. 
Jonah oh. is a character on that show that lives in New Zealand, and she was reading about the volcano in Tonga, and so she said, I hope a oh, character yeah. is okay in Tonga. And I said, okay. I said, ha And she goes, I know you are in L.A. Met up with Noah. She loves you and us. She's so cute. We better <laughs> see her before we leave. Watching Brittany Murphy, Doc, what a sad world she lived in. Her fucking husband, Simon. I'm just glad you never fell for a Simon. I said, Simon is so disgusting. I love Noah. She goes, ha, ha, ha. You are so hip to what's going on. Stylist try on tomorrow. And then she goes, by the way, Noah loves you too. Have you met Avi? I said, yes, he's so nice. She said, we are going to meet him. Noah wants us to come over to her house. That's so cute. <laughs> and then she talked a lot of shit. But um, no, no, no. What did you notice about the relationship that I, maybe I'm missing out on because I'm jaded okay. and, you know. Mm -hmm. One, your dad is a leader because okay. although because I thought I was going to have to figure out like the hiking trail at Sabino, but he knew them all and he was the one who led us. Your parents are very adventurous. They told me about yes. their trip to Alaska and now they're in Tucson. And I just think it's it's great that they travel together and do all that stuff. Um, and your dad is so sweet. There was this woman who was mountain biking with her kids and she had no idea what she was doing. And the kid fell off the bike and your dad helped him up and he helped him fix the bike chain and stuff. And he kind Aww. of like gave them advice on, on what to do. It's very sweet. Okay. I like it. No, I, th I love this trip for them. You know, for the listener doesn't know, my parents just decided to go to Tucson, Arizona for the month because they have a friend who has a house there that gave them like a deal on an Airbnb situation and they're there the whole month. And, um, I love them being somewhere where they're just living their best life and they're not working. And my mom's not constantly rattled by like cleaning and figuring mm -hmm. out, you know, bills and stuff. It's just, it's nice to have them on an extended vacation where I'm like, Oh man, I want them to have I want everyone to have that kind of life eventually. It was funny though. It's I was retirement before your parents left. They were talking to me, and uh, oh yeah, and uh, your mom, your mom was like, "God damn, EJ's inviting a new everyone couple." Everyone is coming out to this yeah. goddamn. We got this house, and EJ is having so many goddamn guests. I'm gonna have to clean and cook and entertain. I don't even, and that's true. They have had they they didn't have time to call me about Bob Saget. Yeah, because they were so preoccupied with guests. Yeah. There was they a jazz to festival in town, and they basically had a bunch of jazz musicians hang out and and stay with them. Yes, that's how well, cool your parents are. My dad's best friend is a jazz musician named Steve Schmidt, who's really you know yeah, a him. popular, famous jazz musician in in um, Cincinnati. And so they came out and went to the jazz festival. I don't think he played in it, but um, yeah, my parents are cool as fuck. Yeah, there's just no doubt. If you have a friend that plays jazz who comes out and just is like, hey, you mind if I put my oboe over there? It's and the like, yeah, dude. Like, their friend John Vester is famous what? in um, Finland. No, Denmark. What does he do? He's a musician. Oh, another jazz John Vester, he's, he lives in Venice, California, but he's yeah. super famous. He, bu he bought a place on like right off the Venice boardwalk in like the 1970s. And so he has this amazing, it's where I lived when I first moved to LA. I lived in his spare bedroom. On, right oh, off wow. Venice Boardwalk with my dad's best friend from <laughs> high school who just is just like this like kind of hippie-ish dude. Yeah. And um and he's famous in Denmark. It's so interesting when people are famous. Oh, he's not from Denmark. No. He's just famous they just, in Denmark. They just picked him up there. Like that sugar man. Yeah. Who's uh, famous in South Africa and never knew. Um, That's wild. Can I Maybe I'm famous in like 
um, you know, Jersey. Yeah. Something crazy. <laughs> it is interesting to look at your stats of like where yeah, people yeah. on Instagram are your fans. I got I like love... 3% in Australia. What's up, guys? It's, um, We're fan from Estonia. Well, did... I mean, I even know Estonia was a real place. I didn't. I don't know. I think that sounds like a metal band. Um, <laughs> Noah loves them. Wait. She uh, tattooed under her tongue. Noah, have you watched Kama- Kama- Kamikaze? Kamikaze. No, but your parents were telling me about it. Um, okay. Yeah. I've gotten uh, some besties into it and, um, and, uh, Andrew obviously watched it way before I even finished it. I've watched it twice now. I love it so much. Oh. I just want to, um, reinforce so that it's really good and everyone should watch it. It's on HBO max and you, you should definitely watch it with in Finnish. Like that's, I think Danish. No, it's Danish. Oh my God. John Vester might be all over that thing. Yeah. Um, you should watch it in Danish and then have the subtitles on, but if you watch the first episode, be warned that at the end there is a text message that they do not translate and you can just Google what does the text message say at the end of the episode. But please do not do any research about what this show is about before you watch it. Just put it on and watch it. Or um, watch it with English like I did. No. Um, and then but you be like, it. wow, they're really good with English. And I was recommended <laughs> be to someone who watched it in English. Um, I'm also, I reached out to the girl from Kamikaze her name is uh, Marie Maria Ruther. The one that got hurt in Tonka. No, no, and that's her character. I mean, I matched <laughs> I with him on Raya to... once. Chris Lilly. He's a. I'm miser. just trying to think of like a different character oh, that yeah, your that mom, my mom would be, be worried about. <laughs> well, she should be worried about what's her name from the show. Um, I reached, so I posted about Kamikaze on my Instagram story, and Marie Ruther from the show DM'd me, uh, heart eyes emoji, being like, "Thank you for posting." And I go, girl, thank you for bringing this yeah. character to my life. It's you unreal. are insanely good. And now we're Instagram friends, and it's just so fun. Another show I'm so into right now, Afterlife. Uh, yeah, I've watched the first two seasons. So, so the third season just th- came out. Did you watch it already? I'm getting through the second season. I'm on the third episode of the second season. So let's so watch the third season together. Let's do that. Yeah. Um, boy, that show is great. Noah, have you seen Afterlife? Yeah, I watched the first season. I have to catch up. Ricky Gervais is, I know he's been on You Up before when we had it on Sirius. He is so awesome. And I was reading about him last night. Did you know he was a singer and in a band, like a pop singer before he was a comedian? Well, he also like worked in a regular office. Like he did. Yeah. Yeah. He he didn't start, like he didn't blow up until his forties. Like, and he had all that. He yeah, had all that stuff to right write now. about because he actually right. worked and like that was based off kind of a true story. I like how the afterlife kind of is like the office. They have an office setting, mm-hmm. but uh, afterlife is on Netflix. If you haven't checked it out yet, I can't recommend that enough either. That is a totally different kind of tone of a show than Kamikaze, but um, it's so good. I and love that kind of tone of the show. The acting on that show, every single character is fucking brilliant. The The funniest character is the psychiatrist who is also in Game of Thrones. I mean, all of these people are, every British actor is in Game of Thrones, I realized, <laughs> which is a show and, I haven't seen, even though I know it would probably be one of my faves. And um, Succession is all like Australians and I British know, actors. Did you read that New Yorker piece about Jeremy Strong? No. Uh, Kendall from Succession. Uh uh-uh. So it's all about how serious of an actor he is. Yeah. It's pretty good. I'll send it to you. It was, um, it got a lot of headlines when it came out. So there's this New Yorker article about Jeremy Strong, who plays Kendall in Succession. And it's all about how his acting process, and he's very method, meaning like 
he's in it and wants to he makes everyone else's lives miserable <laughs> to get the role right and if you're watching Curb this year, he's almost kind of like that guy on Curb that player plays young Larry who wants to like have the perfect glasses oh. and everything. And it's yeah. like you read this and you're like, this guy is obnoxious. It was interesting though because I was reading what did I read that made? Um, oh, I was reading the um, a New York Times piece about Kathy Griffin and about her comeback. Who I, I'm a huge Kathy Griffin fan and always will be. And after she got, she said I wasn't canceled after the Trump mask thing, I was ruined. And they tried, and she was, like, she couldn't work. But she was talking about coming back from that and how, and they were talking about in the article how women, when they have similar, so everyone came, so the the article about Jeremy Strong was not, it didn't paint him in a good light. Some of his, uh, you know, co-stars were like, yeah, it's annoying. He's annoying. Brian Cox, you know, who plays his father, it's like, it's a whole thing with him. And um, and then after it came out and everyone's kind of making fun of them, all these people, Aaron Sorkin, all these people come out and say, like, we support him. He's an actor like he has nothing to be ashamed of. Like, that's just the way he is. He's not an asshole. All this stuff. And then they were comparing that to like when a woman acts, the way, if a woman were to act the way Jeremy Strong mm-hmm. acts on set, it's very interesting to play that out mm-hmm. and see how that would be accepted because. I don't think it would be. <laughs> and I think that we... Ele- but what was, like, what was... I'm just trying to wrap my head about, like, specifically, like, what does he do that, like, does he just... Obviously, he doesn't break character, but is he... Does he act like an asshole and be like, well, that's the character. He like, does anything to get the role. He calls people to... Like, he he he's calculating in how he gets roles and how he mm-hmm. follows up with people. He's really talented, but he... You know, he made kind of a connection with Chris Evans back in like his yeah. theater camp days. And so he emailed him and like tried to get through his agent. Like just I kind of love that, I though, love that the too. hustle of it. Like, but, but I, yes, there I, was just something about I've you know, I'm not doing a good job of painting it. But um, I was reading the did subreddit. He cut, did he cut a president's head off and put it on. The thing about the Kathy Griffin thing. Can I explain what happened? Which is kind of interesting. Yeah. So we all know she this got is in canceled. the same article. No, Kathy uh, Griffin one is separate from the okay. Jeremy Strong one. Okay. So the Kathy Griffin incident happened because she he had just said that thing about Megyn Kelly where there was blood coming out of everything. And he was kind of commenting about her being on her period. Yes. Do you remember that? Yeah. Um, and so she was doing a photo shoot and they went to the Halloween store to get a mask of Trump. And they put a like the sty- they put it in like one of the styrofoam wig things, so it was filled out. And then they were like, we'll put blood on it because he said blood coming out of everything. And then of course it looks like a severed head, but it was in the context of that line, which you know later on completely out of context. And she did, and she was investigated by the Secret Service for wanting to like decapitate the press. I mean, it was ridiculous, and it was just and he sicked his. And people she's also on her. a redhead. Yeah, I mean, they're both redheads. Yeah, is he similar. a redhead? No, no, with the blood. Oh yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just she's just so no, cool. I, and been I, through so much. I just really admire her. But I also like Jeremy Strong. Like there was nothing about it that made me go, "He's an asshole." I just thought it was interesting. Like, I, I don't know. I think like when you have uh, someone like just a visual, like so much of the things like where people, you know. If it's a story of Jeremy Strong being a dick, but if it was caught on video, right mm-hmm. out of context yeah. of Jeremy Strong like throwing coffee on someone's face and being like, 
that's the character, you know, yes. like or whatever. You You're know, right. then it changes everything. Like if you just heard, like I did a really bad job because I, honestly, no, no, it must not I have been a dick. But I just I, remember people making a thing of it, and mm-hmm. then everyone came to his defense. And I just, I'm not trying to play the if it was a man card because I know that some women can be divas, and people like really respect that about them. But I just tend to notice that when if women like have like a way they do things, and mm-hmm. it just. I mean, even with this situation with this hotel room, I don't love it, and I want to switch to a better one, and I know there's some money in the budget to get me a better one, mm-hmm. but I don't want that to be a thing that HBO and, like, everyone knows about me is, like, Nikki is a di- I don't want to be a diva ever. I don't want to be a nag. I don't want to be a slut. I don't want to be a tease. I don't want to be a diva. What are other things women don't want to be? A what kind. do you not want to be? You, you don't want to be a pussy, uh, a creep. Men don't want to be pussy. But I I have, I mean, I'm kind of like with you on this stuff. Like for me to ask for a better fucking. You're the same way. I'm very similar in a way, but also, but there are people that just think they deserve it and they don't care like how people perceive it. Like I, I'm not one of those people. Like I asked for a little bit more money than what they offered me Mm -hmm. for this. And that was a huge. Good for you. And I didn't get it, but I was happy that I did it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and it wasn't like crazy amount of money. And then I was, you know, my thing, though, is like if I was on Shark Tank, I was like uh, 40 percent. And they're like, well, we'll give you four percent. I'll be like, you know what? Yeah. Who needs the tea? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's what I would do. Like, I'm not really like, but I'm glad that I did it. But yes, I see your point. But maybe there's a room. In the building that's yes. similar price to in a different area. And honestly, I'd be willing to pay the extra. Like there with my HBO special right now, I am it's been pushed, like mm-hmm. the air date has been pushed four months because I didn't get the edit done in time because I'm just being too nitpicky about it. And you know, they have a certain budget allocated for like this is how much money we can spend on editing. This and I'm blowing past that mm. severely because I just want it to be great and it's just not yet to me. And it really has the potential to be. And I wrote in the email to the guy yesterday, I'm like, I I got a really good song for it that I've wanted forever. And it costs like thirty thousand dollars, which is what any song that you would recognize or any that you wouldn't even recognize the song, but it's what it costs. And I said, um, you know, I'll pay my own money for extra editing. I just want this to be great. I think I could win an Emmy and I just want, um, or we could just get rid of the song and I could literally like, we could do a sound alike that will cost $5, you know? So I'm, but it's interesting when people ask for more, like I was, no, but so you asked for that. What did he say? Uh, he hasn't written me back yet, but in the Kathy Griffin article, this is what freaked me out. So this is what frayed her relationship with CNN, uh, long before the mask incident. So she called, I think it's, I forget who was the president of NBC at the time, like Jeff Zucker or something like that. And she called him like 10 days before she was supposed to do Christmas Eve, CNN with Anderson Cooper and, or New Year's Eve, Christmas Eve, the countdown to Christmas Eve. (laughs) They're just counting like the five, the 12 days of Christmas. So (laughs) She was called Jeff Zucker. Noah, you'll love this too, because I was thinking of you, because you're you're really good when it comes to like stepping up and trying to negotiate and fight for yourself if you think you deserve it. And she said to him, I want uh this much more money because I think Anderson's making that and I want this much more money. And or and he thought it was a threat that she would walk if she didn't get it. So he said, Well, you're fired. I don't I'm not I don't take threats. Like don't threaten me with this. And he fired her. And then she apologized. 
and then she, he hired her again and then gave her less than she was making before. Oh, man. That's fucked up. And, yeah. But this bitch, like, Kathy Griffin, the reason she... I resonate with her when she says... I hate when people say I resonate. She resonates with me when she says that she never sought out to be someone who was offensive or who, like, had people hate her. I mean, we all get into this because we want to be loved. And... Mm -hmm. Yet she, but then you just get into it and you realize the hypocrisy and like how much bullshit there is. And you're just like, fuck it. Like, I just want to, I, you know, if people are going to not like me, that's fine. Like I read a, you, did I say that I read a YouTube comment the other day under one of my most popular videos? I accidentally read it because it was there and it was nice because it said, this is as nice as it can get for me, by the way, when it isn't a bestie, it said, Gotta admit, she kind of killed this one, guys. Yeah. So <laughs> that is all they're going to give shitty. me. So what they were doing was writing in response to all the hate. And I constantly get guys telling me like, oh, my God, your YouTube comments do not represent how we feel about you. And I'm like, I didn't, I don't read them, so yeah. don't tell me that. But, yeah. you know, it's people, the more people that know you, the more people are going to hate you. It's just the way it goes. And... I am getting so good at being okay with that. I'm so grateful that my fame has come in gentle uh, waves and ebbed and flowed. And because I would not have been able to handle this when I was in my 20s mm-hmm. of people having opinions about me and making fun of me or like, you know, just and your, you know, uh, there was like a podcast that some people were making fun of me on recently. And it was like my peers, like people that I, I'm you know, not friends with, but comedy acquaintances. And they're like trashing me on it. And it's all like good nature trashing. They're not saying they're not like it. Was, it's not the kind of stuff that I wouldn't be able to see them and be like, oh, that was nice. You know, I, yeah. I texted some of them about it. But it is interesting when you get to a certain level of fame. If I were a nobody, they wouldn't be talking about no. this. You know, they would. But it, because I'm at a certain level of fame, you become a part of the like everyone can comment on it. Like I had, I have a bit about, I say Pete Davidson's name in my special. Yeah. I am now able to comment on Pete Davidson's personal life in my special. He's uh, someone who has, because he's that famous. I'm able to come. And then the other night I was going to Supernova in LA, which a lot of besties showed up to those shows. Thank you so much. Cause they emailed uh, Noah or uh, Carlisle. Carlisle. That's awesome. And Mulaney was supposed to show up this weekend. He didn't because of whatever reason, but um, I, I didn't want to go to one of the shows because I, it was after I found out this podcast was talking shit about me. And I'm like, all the comics are talking shit about me. Everyone's laughing behind my back. Da, 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 da. And it was about the Bob Saget song. They're just saying that I was like cringe. And it was cringe. And I, I admit like there's cringe. There's cringe things about being sincere. And it's fine. Like I I, I predicted it. But um, I was just like in this state of mind where it's like. I just heard all these nasty things about me. Howard Stern made fun of me and was like, this is the kind of thing like Nikki would make fun of. Like, what is she even talking about? And I was just feeling like, oh, everyone's like, listen to this behind my back. And they're probably like texting each other, making fun of me, which could be true on some scale. I'm not like completely, I'm not thinking everyone, but I didn't want to go to the show. Cause I'm just like, I'm going to see other comics and mm-hmm. they're going to be like snickering. And then I was like, wait a second, John Mulaney might show up to the show. John Mulaney, who I read speculation about his personal life. I I went on the Daily Mail two seconds, like two seconds yeah. before I was leaving to go, and I see pictures of him and Sarah Silverman walking the reservoir and him holding his baby. I'm like, 
everyone is following him and commenting on his life. How must he feel showing up tonight, knowing that mm. his acquaintance, Nikki Glazer, has probably mouthed off on many podcasts about his personal life, knowing nothing about it. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of what you sign up for. I'm not saying that I'm not going to stop talking, commenting on celebrities' lives, because. but what I'm going to do is accept that mine is commentable, too, and I'm able to be mocked by other comedians, and it's okay. Because I know who I am. I know where. I know why I do things. Yeah. And the thing about them making fun of me for the Bob Saget song on this podcast, like, first of all, they're not wrong. It is a little cringe. Being like that sincere and saccharine, it's so cringe. What I don't care about, though, is that I didn't put out that song so I could get attention, so that I could, I know in my deepest heart of hearts that I wasn't like, look how close I am with Bob. If anything, I'm like, I don't, I'm not, we we're only, we weren't that good of mm-hmm. like I feel guilty. I've said it on this podcast. I'm guilty. We weren't that good of friends. I wasn't trying to get attention for it. I wasn't trying to make myself more famous because of it. I was just putting something out there that reflected how I felt. I would never have done it had I not already been in a recording studio recording songs that I never intended to release, which I could even prove that I wasn't going to tend to release them with yeah. multiple conversations I had. I was paying thousands of dollars just to do this thing that I wanted to do for fun. And that's why it happened. Um And also my final thought about this is that because no matter what other people say you're doing something for, because I think I didn't listen to their thing, but I think they just said it was cringe and that it's like Nikki thinks she's like sweet. She doesn't sound that good, whatever it was. And them saying, I know what I would say if someone commented this. Let me just say that is that they're trying to get attention. They're trying to be like, I was so close with this famous person. I know I wasn't doing that. Mm-hmm. That's all I need. That's all that needs. To, yeah. I don't need to prove that to anyone, which I could because I have proof that I've talked about not being that close with them. So obviously I'm not trying to pretend like I was. I just was feeling something and that's all that it was. It yeah. wasn't. So, and if my motivations were anything other than that, I would feel it would have stuck with me that they made fun of me because they would have nailed it. You know? Yeah. I remember even before like, you know, people like commented on it and you're like, should I post this? Cause it feels like I'm promoting, like you felt weird about it yeah. to me. I remember also it's like part of me is like, you've matured in a way where you can be sincere and you've removed yourself from this toxic situation. That's that is in these uh, comedy communities that if you're not the most toxic, you're not, you're not being real or you're not being edgy. You know what is not edgy? Always being edgy. Exactly. Let me just say that the definition of edginess to me and actually pushing the boundaries is doing things that are risky for you because they might make you look stupid. They might make you look foolish. They might make you look weak, but you want to say them and do them anyway. Comics who are live on the edge and whose main objective is always to say the most offensive thing and make fun of everything, there's nothing risky about it. Maybe the first time you went on stage and did that act where yeah. you're like, say the most offensive thing, maybe that was a risk. But once you have a fan base, there ain't nothing risky about going on a podcast and and granted. I like these guys that make yeah. fun of me. They're so funny. And I like I like offensive humor. I like this, you know, I like that type of humor. That's how I started in comedy was like saying the worst thing. Obviously, my roast jokes are, you know, representative of that. And a lot of my stand-up act. But 
the thing I look what comedy doesn't give me anymore and doing those offensive jokes used to give me was the thrill that I might piss someone off and they might hate me forever and it might ruin me. It might make me look stupid. I might say something that's out of line that challenges the way someone Mm -hmm. thinks. They're not challenging anyone anymore. They have their legion of fans (laughs) who agree with anything they say. There is nothing they're putting out there anymore that is ever going to make them look stupid or embarrassed or ri- there's no risk anymore. And I'm not saying that it's, I still think that it's valid to have that kind of comedy out there. It doesn't mean like every comedy, all comedy has to be risky. But what I did and what I'm doing with music is so embarrassing. Yeah. It yeah. is yeah. the level of it's this very is going edgy. to make, get me. It is edgy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because I it's agree. going to, it makes me, doing Dancing with the Stars was also another thing. I'm not saying I'm the best at this, but at least I took a fucking chance on something I wanted to do because it felt good but might have made me look so dumb and yeah. did because I got first this thing that I sincerely tried I failed terribly at I've I looked agree. more stupid than these guys have uh, so much more and to me and I'm not even the one doing the mo- there are people that do this more than I even do it but to me being an edgy comic is the safest shit going and we need to start acknowledging that because what really is edgy and what is like t- you know is doing things that might make you look dumb and like you dancing in the supermarket someone like made said something about like nikki you went from being like a great stand-up to now you're posting pictures like video of this guy dancing a supermarket you dance like a little spastic ballerina in a fucking aisle you tell me that is comedy you (laughs) asshole that is funnier than any one-liner i could have written on twitter or some like sweet tiktok i could have made of like when you go to the supermarket and you can't find the time like yeah that is so or much Or a TikTok fun. dance that is And isn't guess how like many times I watched that? Original. And all. laughed yeah, in bed yeah. last night when I couldn't sleep. Like 35 <laughs> times. And how that to me is way riskier than saying some like line about like race or yeah. trans rights or whatever the forward, like someone's mom. It's just like. My, my thing too is that like, it's like if, if, and I know we have to get the news, but like if your fan base attacks the person you make fun of not in a comical way but in the most uh, harsh and egregious way to really rip at them and make them feel horrible about themselves and you don't fucking tell your audience like hey look we agree that this is funny but attacking other people outside of us yeah in a in a, in a way where they flood the troll and it's fucking it's whatever your fucking trolls you're fucking right oh, on did keyboard. they flood my comments on the second video yeah, they yeah. comment on, on on our youtube page like a hundred of them oh, and maybe even more okay. Who it's it oh i got so many messages on twitter like where's your louis anderson song where's your uh yeah. you know robert durst song where's it's just like it's gonna follow me for a while and which is fine. but i'm going to have the i'm gonna put out an album and actually have success and i'll get made fun of so much for i have so many more things up my sleep that are going to be embarrassing <laughs> bring it on these fucking pussies that come at this shit they would never do anything that would ever make them look a little bit stupid exactly. in in the name of being sincere and putting out actual feelings and the second one of these guys heroes perishes god forbid Let's see if they don't fucking do something a little bit sweet. And and by the way, the way anyone who is listening to these guys thinking they are like so brave and don't give a fuck and they don't they don't try at all. Look at what they're wearing. Look at the outfits they wear. Look at the 
gloves they, they have so on. They think about what they look like and how they appear all the time. As so do I. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying, it bugs me that they came after me. It hurt my feelings. It made me feel stupid. It made me feel exactly how I knew I was going to feel and how like mm-hmm. I predicted I was going to feel. It's embarrassing to be made fun of. It just is, um, especially by comedians whose like comedy you respect. There's a way to be sincere in like this. Their fan base, whatever, they're like, oh, we're sincere. We actually, you know, when we have festivals, we all come together and we're so open to everything. I love you, man. And we close every roast with, I love you, man. You're like my brother. But but there's like a way that they do sincerity where it's still like manly and edgy. It's like, I love my baby son. I taught him how to shoot a gun and uh, kill his (laughs) first rabbit. And then we ate it together right out there on the woods, you know? And it's like, wow, man, you fucking have some heart. But if it was like... You know, I don't know, really putting yourself out there or really yeah. like just like, but then I'll be like, well, I, you know, or like I kissed a man or I blew him. It's like, yeah, we understand this, but you're, it doesn't mean that your fan base don't is, fucking attack people. And like, this is so funny because like, I, I interpreted it completely different. And here we are talking about it. Yeah. No, no, no. I wanted yeah. to know what. So I, I watched it and. Like your song was the impetus for like one of the funniest moments they've had on their podcast, which was the <laughs> tribute song that uh, Jay and the guy from the Comedy Jam wrote. But it was about Bob Saget, <laughs> so it, it and it had nothing really to do. Wait, with, they I, wrote like a mock song. Yeah, so they're like, okay, well, this inspired us to write our own songs, and Lewis wrote a song, uh, a parody song about meeting Bob Saget in the green room at Skankfest and Bob Saget not knowing who he was to uh, Tears in Heaven. And then uh, Jay and uh, Adam wrote a song, um, like a like a metal song, the the Linkin Park song, and then they did like a thing that Korn did. Anyway. Yeah. And it was, it was really funny. It's like, it is funny. I would probably be making fun of me yeah. too, but... I'm just getting defensive because I'm me, but I will say that like the the their I don't mind what they did as much as like what their fans did. Of course, yeah, like, yeah the, the I fans don't care are punishing. I, I, like, I, I like that. Like I like I, lo- I there's you but know, I whatever. do think it's they like, are t- terrified of looking like pussies. Yeah, ever or lo- or being vulnerable and really almost looking sincere, like uh, or or being made fun. I mean. I would be terrified of being made fun of too if all my friends constantly were on the lookout to make to call me gay and mm-hmm. make fun of me. Like it is, <laughs> and as a comedian, you can't do sincere things. I've chosen a profession where I'm gonna get made fun of, and this will haunt me for the rest of my life. But I, given a chance to do it again, I might have released it under a different name or something so that no one could accuse me of it. And but that would have been weird because it's like, why is this random person? singing about Bob Saget but it, yeah and maybe I would have put more jokes in it but the day I recorded it I wasn't in a mood to make no. jokes and it just happened yeah. yeah and that's just what happened and you know what but it, I think that this can be a lesson to everyone because I was thinking about how we could make this like oh how is this about a larger thing than just myself and it's just you can't control what people think about you and if you know what your own intentions are and you know who you are, even if someone's calling you racist, someone's calling you a diva, someone's calling you a bitch, someone's calling you lazy, if you know someone's calling you fat, if you know you don't, you actively don't want to be that thing, maybe you are fat, but you don't want to be it, you know that that's it's not your fault. And also that it matters what I think. Like, I remember Rachel Feinstein, she, she um, I remember one time she was worried about 
some person she was working with thinking something about her because they knew someone who probably would have lied to her about her to them. And I mm-hmm. was just like, Rachel, it just doesn't matter because you can't control it. What are you going to call them and say, I think you might have heard this thing about me. It's out of your hands and you know that you're not that. And all you have to do is just keep living from that place of not being the person that they are thinking that you are. And it'll catch up. There are so many times I have heard things, shitty things about people. And I go into a situation thinking a person's going to be one way because I've heard rumors. And how quick, how easy is it to disprove that once you get to know a person? Mm -hmm. And even if you don't get a chance to disprove it, like I'm not going to get a chance to make these people like me. They'll never like me, these guys. And and the the, the haters. But um, I know who I am. And that's all that matters. And they're not affecting my well-being. They're not, like, you know, hurting me. Uh, I'm not reading their comments. My friends and family might. But I know, even if I did put that out to get attention for being friends with Bob Saget, and because I wanted everyone to hear my cool new voice that I think I deserve to win a fucking Emmy for, um, which is not true. But even if that were true, who the fuck cares? That's another thing. When people, like, put an Instagram post where... You know, you'll you'll go, Nikki, isn't this guy just trying to get attention for this? And I go, even if he is, isn't that sad? Shouldn't we just like let that like and it's not that that's not I'm not hurting anyone by if I were really like, God, I want everyone to know I'm so close to Bob Saget and that like famous yeah. people love me. If that were me, that's not that's really in the scheme of things to be a bad person, that's not really that bad. It's not true, but like even if it were it's, but I know who I am. I mean, how many people were probably talking shit about Childish Gambino when he was, like, trying to do, like, R&B music when he was a stand-up comedian? I mean, and now he's off to making one of the best shows on TV. And I'm not saying people will go, well, that's not the same because he's more talented. Like, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they have this idea of, like... yeah. And they want to keep everyone in a box because they don't want to go outside that box. That box is scary. I don't want to step out there. It's I, so scary to potentially look stupid. Look, and that's I, why I love you. That's why I was so attracted to you and your version of stand-up because you, you've you taught me to lean into that of like, who cares if my I'm looking in the Instagram and I'm trying to look a little bit hot here and yeah. it's also funny. It's also funny. That's good enough. And maybe I am trying to look a little hot because I look good. Who the fuck cares? It's okay. And what if I, like, I look like, I do a silly dance and it's like, I don't know. It's just. I I get comments though. Like, look, there, I I lean, like, I know, like, there's a way of me being like, oh, I could just dance down the thing and like, but I also want to be respected for my jokes, you know, because I do think I'm a good joke writer and I do think like. I, I actually can tell a story very like whatever I'm very compelling on stage and that I'm yeah. I don't just rely on like uh, you're more like, than that hi, of course like, and I'm not saying that that's what you think but like you know I get comments all the time where it's like you're nothing without Nikki uh, you're you know but I you get that know that's not true I know but even if you read it like but I'm saying no that's no what I'm saying. agreed that's what I tell my I do tell myself I go look I actually worked eight years or seven years before I even met Nikki. I actually like am extremely talented on my own. Yes. But you read that and people from afar, it still it gets enters in there. my brain and like but you just gotta go back to what you can control and yeah. and trying to convince people, no no no, actually this. Just keep telling good jokes. Just keep telling good stories. Keep like yeah. because you do know you're a good storyteller. You do know you're a good comedian. They might not know that or see that yet. 
but you can just keep doing it and then it'll eventually get out there. They might not see it, but in it's the just end, so funny. Like how you come up though is like how you're perceived. Like, like everyone gets a break exactly. from someone else. Yeah. Everyone can always go. You wouldn't be anything if you didn't do that. Like I have, there's so, so many people have helped me along the yeah. way that they could. And by the way, people could say the same thing Maybe. about I'm nothing without you. Like, what do I have to be? It's the same. I feel that way about you sometimes, a yeah. lot of times. Yeah. So, um, do we have any time for any new? No, we have to go to a break. Let's come <laughs> back with Why Do I Care and just cut right to it. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girl Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Girl Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time. Self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girl Bomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, 
take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts All right, why do I care? Why do I care? Uh, let me get to it, sorry. Oh, yeah, have all the swells out there. It's uh, Tuesday, folks. You know what that means? We didn't even do news. So it you is just... Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> but why do I care? Uh, Taylor Swift fires back at singer uh, Damon Albarn for uh, claiming she doesn't write her own songs. Uh, this... Can you listen to his quote? Yeah. And then, have, I mean, have you I, read the quote? Yeah, I'm, okay. I, I don't even want to comment on this. I'm so... Like yeah. upset about it in a way that you don't think I would be. So so he goes, uh, she doesn't write her own song. Oh, so Damon went on to say that doesn't count. I she co-writes most some of them. Or the reporter said whatever. He goes that doesn't count. I know what co-writing is. Co-writing is very different to writing. I'm not hating on anybody. I'm just saying there's a big difference between a songwriter and a songwriter who co-writes. Doesn't mean the outcome can't be really great. That is like not attacking at all he didn't say that she doesn't write some of her songs but maybe she does co-write some of them does she not like does she not like her bring in producers from she does co-write but he was insinuating he definitely was insinuating that when it says co-write that she's not doing the writing oh is that what you got from it i didn't yeah i I mean absolutely but the truth of the matter is this was this is exactly what we were just talking about i was a little disappointed with her reply because yeah. can she you wrote, read her reply? She wrote, "Fuck you, bitch! I'll find no. you." I mean, and she I'll essentially did. Oh, oh, sorry, that was <laughs> a different quote. Okay, uh, I was. <laughs> I By the was, way, this guy is uh, the was in the band the Gorillas, you know, with the Z. The yes, I ain't happy. And blur. I'm feeling sad. He's one of the Gorillas. I'm yeah. feeling bad. I got sunshine. I was such a big fan of yours until I saw this. I write all of my own songs. Your hot take is completely false and so damaging. You don't have to like my songs, but it's really fucked up to try and discredit my writing. Wow. And then she writes a follow-up. She goes, P.S., I wrote this tweet all by myself in case you were wondering. (sighs) No co-writing on that tweet, Um, motherfucker. Here's my... Here's... When I saw that... I first read Taylor's response before I saw his thing, and I thought this guy must have really been harsh, really mean. And then I read his quote, and I go, "We would never hear about this guy's quote unless Taylor commented on it um, ever." 
who is reading an article about what the co-founder of Gorillas, who had a hit in 2001, says? Andrew, you want to scoot up closer? Oh, sorry. Um, so the only reason we know about this, I get it. I get this is exactly what we we're just talking about. When someone says something about you that isn't true and how you respond and how um, and and how hurtful it can be when you know it isn't true and you you perceive that maybe a lot of people are saying this about you. I got to be honest, no one thinks Taylor Swift ain't writing her songs. That girl, I mean, I know. I mean, you know what? I, I don't want to say no one because it's almost the same thing I was just saying of like when one person says something, the people can latch on to it mm -hmm. and then it can become the, the narrative about you. But there are so many documented, uh, you know, it's so well documented that Taylor Swift writes literally everything she does and she has a hand in everything she's almost uh, you know it's almost too much sometimes where you're like girl like she's writing songs for other people like sh that are, she should record on her own this girl is the, one of the greatest songwriters in yes. the history of the world there's no doubt about that the fact that she got so upset about this hurts me because i'm like taylor you have nothing to prove anymore mm -hmm. you don't need to get mad at this guy because his voice means truly nothing. You are so solidified in the annals of music history as one of the most prolific singer-songwriters who will ever exist, right up there with the Beatles, like neck, like with the Beatles, that answering this guy is just beneath you. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he made you so upset makes me think, babe, what's going on? Like, I, this doesn't... you. Yeah, but I guess the it competitive... makes me feel sad yeah. for her that she got so upset about this. And but don't you think this mindset is the same reason why she writes forty thousand songs? It's the same reason oh. why you write and do everything you do. Like yes, but every I think artist she kept is it sensitive to herself because every I think this artist. guy's life is ruined now for a, a, yeah, a yeah, while because yeah. of how much her fans hate him and i just think it was i think it was but an overreaction even like taylor too like her fans but thank are... god for taylor swift's overreactions i have <laughs> but her fans are gonna go off on this guy, oh i know right? and yeah, she'll he's... never once write hey you know what back Let's off back off look it was between me and him i made this public it's not really you don't have to fucking i, I completely you don't have agree to swat him or That's, whatever when like... you said that about those guys about me it was immediately what i thought about is this i was thought i felt bad for this guy yesterday because he followed up with the greatest response ever and I'm on the Taylor Swift subreddit yesterday. What did he? What was his response? Um, I didn't see it. It was like I would never want to discredit you as a songwriter. I am so very sorry. I mean, it was a. And it was taken out of context. He said a little bit. It was absolutely. Yeah. He, they were yeah. talking about co-writers in general. I bet her name was thrown into it. They took out any other name that was associated okay. in that mix. I'm sure it was taken out of context. And the thing is. Maybe he was feeling a little jealous of her, and he threw under the bus because he was like, "I like Billie Eilish more than Taylor Swift." He I mean he said a couple other things that were yeah. like not nice. So I would be fired up too if I were her. She, I just it makes you realize there's no one that's immune to the, like feeling really attacked oh, yeah. when there's ridicule, especially when it puts into question the thing that you pride yourself on the most that no one can take from you is that you write your own stuff and it comes from a peer that Man, you were if someone said that it comes someone from else co-wrote my jokes i would fucking lose my goddamn you know like yeah, that is yeah. what really Especially when people say i suck dick uh, for stage time i was yeah. like okay i could i know i didn't do that but when someone said no men wrote jokes for you i was like how fucking dare yeah, you yeah. So and i, I did it. blow him for the joke no but my thing is is like it's also comes like you like 
these guys that were talking shit. She respected this guy. So I'm sure she's like, wow, this guy's a great song or however she viewed it. Yeah. I mean, that's I think what it's interesting said. to say you're a fan of someone until they insult you, because does that change if no, how their music no, sounds? No. That's a little that's, weird. That's the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just felt. I so feel wait, like I'm sorry. So you're reading the subreddit to med- meditate more, but that's it. But I will say that she um, yeah, I was reading the subreddit and I thought Taylor Swift fans would be like, that was a sincere apology. People cannot fucking apologize anymore. No one will take an apology. There's no apology that's ever good no. enough for people once they want you once once they want to burn you at the stake. There's once nothing. you apologize, then you're weak, and then they jump on apologizing you. Apologizing is worse. Yeah, it, there's nothing. You guys open your minds to people apologizing. It's so weird. And my fans don't need to hear this because they're fucking open to it. But I'm just like sad about it. Let's get into Reddit. Um, it's time for Reddit dump. Karaoke mode. This is your Reddit dump. Um, all right. So Can let's I pee real quick. Yeah, go pee. Sorry. I'll stay on here and keep this going. Um, so I wanted to play a really funny clip from um, I guess Magnum PI. Did you see the <laughs> yeah. one? And yeah. it's like I don't know if it's gonna go well on audio, but you can check it on the video if we can put it on. Mm-hmm. It's Magnum PI, and he's like obviously investigating some kind of crime. And it's, you know, what's his name? Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. And he's running up some stairs, and he sees a nun on a, on a ladder, and he has his gun drawn, and he's, like, searching for whoever the suspect is. And he sees a nun on a ladder, and he kind of looks at the nun, and she looks back at him, and he's, like, kind of like, oh, okay, Morning, she's just sister. a nun. And then he he says that. Then he runs back up the stairs. She says good morning. He runs back up the stairs. And then he gets a little bit of like a suspicion. And then all of a sudden, she, you see her from behind pull out a gun. Guns don't work on Sunday. And he's, <laughs> he says to himself, right before he realizes that the nun, so the nun is in the background pulling out her gun. And you can see her about to shoot him. And then he like, you know, he just kind of thinks to himself. And then right before he turns around to see her, he goes, Nuns don't work on Sunday. <laughs> then he turns around <laughs> and he shoots the nun before she's able to shoot him. But it's just so funny how, uh, like, you would never put that together and go, it's Sunday. Nuns don't work on... It's just, like, the dumbest thing. Especially just fixing windows. Uh. What nuns <laughs> yeah, fix nun, windows? Why would a nun... Nuns don't work. <laughs> why is this not on a, win- a ladder fixing a window? <laughs> like a very high ladder, too. She's like 35 feet up. It just made me laugh. Um, that was from the subreddit. Funny. Wait, um, I have a question for Andrew. Because when I was watching that clip, I was. has anyone ever said that Tom Selleck mm. and you could be yeah. related in some way? Here, wait till you see this photo. And I think we should post it. Um, I'll send you a photo, Noah, yeah. where I'm very Selleck-y. Okay. Mixed with Ron Jeremy. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you got a little bit of Ron Jeremy. I see that. Um, but on no the top. Selleck, no Selleck? Uh, no, I see the, no, I see the Tom Selleck, especially in this last clip <laughs> that we just showed. Um, this was from True Off My Chest is where people just, like, vent something. And this thought made me think of you, Andrew. It said, the fact that women's legs are naturally hairy to me is such a mind fuck. My dislike of hairy legs on a woman feels so natural to me, but it isn't. It's a socially imposed preference, and it, if I had been born any time before the 1900s, women would be all walking around with hairy legs and men wouldn't give a shit because it would be normal. It's hard for me to believe my preference for hairless legs is a social construct because it doesn't feel that way, even though it is. Mm. It makes me wonder what other aspects of myself that I believe are inherent are actually not. 
Um, Andrew, you feel the same way about women's hair on their legs. Uh, Don't lie. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to say that if I, if so, Brano might not shave her legs during the winter and, or like she lets them grow a little bit. Like they're, they're, they do feel a little tarantula, but not full. But you said the look of ankle hair on a woman's leg could make you unattracted to her. No, no, it was you the happy trail. That. It was the happy trail oh. of a woman. But a woman with fully grown out leg hair, I, it does not help my penis stay hard or yes. get hard. And I agree with that. I have the same thing with um, men not driving Teslas. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What I mean, what is it about a man that like where a man grooms themselves where it's like I couldn't date a man unless he was groomed in a certain way? I'm just trying to think. There's of like, nothing. I mean, I don't really mind a lot of body hair or anything like that. And not that I'm, I mean, there nothing. are women that will go if you have back hair, I'm not dating you. Like uh, I mean, circum- do women do uncircumcised say that? penises. With there, hair on them. There yeah. are women that are like probably grossed out by that, but in ge- you should be grossed out by penises in general. Yeah. The fact that we haven't learned to like crave penises is weird. Like, just want them in us. We do, but like physically, like why don't they don't look more appealing? I guess because we don't need to put them in our mouths. That's just something we do for fun. It's the dicks you've seen your whole life. It's what you see your whole life. If I saw leg hair my whole life, right? I would just. It would be more acceptable. Although, no, I do remember though in like fourth or fifth grade when girls. Had hair like some girls would shave until their knee. Yes, and then it would be like even if it was really blonde, they go, "It's blonde." I'm like, "Yeah, but that's a lot of blonde." Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, a good even f- then, I kind of knew that like I wasn't that attracted to it. I'm but- the same way. I mean, I feel like so much more of a woman when I have shaved legs. Mm. But it is interesting that makeup though is just something that highlights things that are already natural for a woman to look pretty. Yeah. Like that are already like, but ha- the hairless leg thing is completely. I wonder what that is signaling to a man's brain that they are more sexually attractive. That is kind of an evolutionary. What's that? Thing. The hair, the hair. Yeah, thing? hairless being like, if a woman's young, hairless, young. Oh yeah, 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 um, young. It's youth. You're right. You don't get you don't get hair on your legs until you're older. It's, it's like totally, if I saw if I saw a dolphin youth. with long hair, I would be turned off. Like there's something about like. Oh God, have you seen that TikTok of someone putting those like. Uh, like hard spaghetti through a hot dog and then cooking it. Oh no! It looks like a centipede. So you put it through oh. a hot dog and then you throw it in boiling water and then afterwards all the spaghetti is you could strike it through. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Uh-huh. And you put it in the water and so it looks like a. And then you pull it out and it's just this. And then they put it in a bun and it's like a spaghetti dog. It just <laughs> makes me sick. Um, so this is one from Life Pro Tips. I just thought this was good for me and the besties and you to know. Life pro tip. Always tell kids that they have a cool helmet. Positive reinforcement with helmets can cause them to wear them more in the future and potentially save their life. I thought that was good. Yeah. I mean, again, that goes to like being manly and being tough as opposed to is it stupid? Tony Hawk wears a helmet. That's what it says here. Yep. Also, buy your kids helmets that look cool like their friends have. That's a good point. Was there anything when you were a kid that you were like so... I needed to have like a cool backpack. Like I was so worried that I was going to have a lame, mm-hmm. lame gym shoes, lame backpack, lame backpack, lame bike, really, lame binder. Yes. Remember the Velcro binder came out, and oh, then it's five like star. it couldn't be too colorful because yep. I couldn't be a girl, so it yes. had to be manly, maybe like a dark blue. Um. Okay. That I'm wearing now for a shirt. Let's Never go to the ends. final thought and yeah. let's play the clip that I just found on Reddit this morning that is so weird of this guy trying to pick up this girl in like a thrift store. 
So it says, you. it actually reads it for us so we can listen. It's so creepy. You're going to love this. I was just trying to thrift. Excuse me. Um, my name's Lori. All right. I just think you're one of the most beautiful girls I've ever met. Oh, thank you. Uh, can I buy one of those things for you? Oh, no, it's okay. I'll be fine. You sure? Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are you engaged with someone or involved with someone? No, I'm not. Oh, but I'm not either. I'm only 17, so. Okay, well, that's a good age to be. Yeah, it is. I'm not quite that. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got injured uh, about a month or so ago. My knee is kind of, I'll show you, it's kind of banged up. Um, I get bitten by a chick, actually. Maybe you can guess which one is is, uh, is, is bad. Oh, I have no bad. idea. You don't, you, you can't no, tell? I can't tell. Uh, it's the right one. Anyway, uh, I live out in the country, and I, I got a bunch of stuff that I... It's kind of uh, trying to keep up on for work, but it's kind of falling behind. I'm looking for someone to help me. Okay. Uh, it's a paying thing, but it basically involves getting my stuff out of the garden uh, and processing some things like tomatoes and that kind of stuff. Right, right. Um, I'm getting a phone call. I actually have to go. Okay. Ugh. God. What the fuck? I mean, that's a guy that eventually he tries that a bunch of times and obviously never it never works or he t tries it on a mentally ill person and they do it. But he's going to murder her. I mean, or, and then he just goes and kidnaps someone. I don't know about murder, but he'll no. definitely sexually harass her. But no. Well, someone commented and said, uh, yeah, I have a farm with an empty storage container that I'm currently looking to lock <laughs> someone up in. Are you interested? She's like, actually, yeah. That sounds cool. Uh, one of my acid vats has sprung a leak. Uh, do you know how to weld? <laughs> I, oh, I do. <laughs> That's another comment. These people are so funny on Reddit. Um, yeah. And also, hey, girl, want to check out my gross knee? Like, my pussing knee that got bit by a tick? Like, what is wrong with people? And also, that girl, uh, teach our children to say... Leave me the fuck alone, dude. Or like, go get. But you don't want to like elevate it, I guess. It's hard. I know, but there she's in a public place where there could be other people. But like, man, that is so the hanger. The hanger sounds add to the tension too. Oh yeah. I freaking yeah. I you ever tried to pick up a girl in public? Like total shift of tone because obviously you would never do anything like that. But has there ever been an attempt to talk to a girl? In public that you uh, had an attraction to from afar and like... I'm, I'm going to say this right now and you might not believe me. I don't think I've ever... Maybe not... Okay. Silver. So, so sober. Sober. Right. Not drunk. I've never hit on a girl in like a hitting on way in my life. Yeah. That's... I know. It's, I mean, I believe you. I don't think I've that never been at the gym and been like, honestly, oh, are you like lifting? That's cool. Like, I love to lift. I've like, been I've hit never... on maybe a handful of times like that, but I think it happens so often. I, I think oh, I really does. put out a vibe of like, don't fucking talk to me. And not that I'm like, I'm the other girls are asking for it. I'm not saying that. I just I just don't get it a lot. And I'm, I have to imagine it's not because I'm guys don't want to rape me. But um, it's like. But I'm talking about like just even just like. No, uh, I, I get yeah, it. Just yeah. want to yeah. sleep with me. Um. No, it doesn't. It's never. I'm almost offended that people don't do it more often because. But I've. Um. I think I've done. I've given my number to like. Got. I've like just gone up and like given my number and walked away. 
back in my 20s a lot. Not so, I mean, sober. Yeah, I mean, that's and they never do. It's a good move, though, because you're kind of like, you're not really, you're risking it without kind of risking it because you're kind of like, you're going for it, but oh if God. they don't call back. Dude. I know you did that at the hotel yeah. that one time. But. There was the bellman, there was a bellboy at the hotel I just checked out of yesterday. And I went downstairs and I had all my luggage in my room mm-hmm. stacked up and I had a tip on it because I was going to go down to the lobby and be like, hey, can someone go up and get it? And I go down and they're like, oh, this guy can get it. And he rounds a corner and he's the most attractive person I've ever seen, maybe. And he's the bellboy and he's probably like 22 or something. Like he's way young, but he's just gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I couldn't talk. I, in front of all these employees at the, in, at the front desk, I was like, I have, um, and I had to look at the ground. I felt insane. Like you were kicking dirt. I was so, it wasn't like I was like trying to be like yeah. flirtatious. I couldn't, I was too astounded by how attractive this person was. And I felt embarrassed to be in their presence. And I was like, it's, um, my luggage is, um, I couldn't look at him. Have you ever seen someone so good looking you couldn't look them in the eye? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I can't, like, put my finger on it, but I've, I've been around attractive it. enough people that are just like, oh, you're not even, uh, you're not the same kind of person as me. Like, there's two different kinds of people, and you're in some kind of weird cheekbone uh, I felt like family. if he looked, if I looked him in the eyes, he would know how much I felt he was hot like I, that something in my eye my eyes might turn to hearts or i don't know why i couldn't make eye contact mm-hmm. because i thought he would know everything and it would be so embarrassing that this old woman thinks this guy is so cute <laughs> but it was it was like i was a seventh grader and there was like a hot boy at the locker next to me it was so funny i felt like kind of alive again i was like oh my god that's well, so funny and then i was like how does my room look what did i what kind you of you also shape don't expect it like it's your oh yeah, and he also just saw all your like room. He's like, like my dirty luggage. I'm like Jesus Christ. I should. No, I mean I, I was just. I also, was like, this- then it's like, does the do people like not try to fuck the bellhop, or do they just try to fuck the bellhop? Do we think we're better than the bellhop? I was like, this is a White Lotus episode, yeah. season two, waiting to happen. <laughs> I mean, this guy, this kid. I couldn't, I, I've never seen someone just where they just walk in and I'm like, ha, hi. He's definitely in LA modeling, acting. He was so sweet too. He's just like a, a young, maybe he was older than 22, but he was just nice. He wasn't like, like he thought he was cool. He was just like a sincere bellman that was like, I'm sorry, I, I, I don't know your, he was like, what's your name again? Because they're all, is a yeah. hotel where they're supposed to like know your names, but the, he didn't know my fucking name. And I'm like, uh, Miss Glazer. <laughs> this, it's it's Miss Robinson to you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny. I, it's This makes me think of, uh, so last night, I watched Euphoria yeah. uh, episode three yeah. of this past season, and there's a beginning episode. At the beginning of the episode, it's about like these two high school boys that end up like fall. They they love each other, mm-hmm. but they can't be together because it's like the 1950s or 60s or whatever. It's like an origin story for like one of the other characters, like the fathers. Okay, whatever. Long story short, I'm like, God, this one guy. <laughs> like they're both extremely attractive. Guys that look like they're in their twenties playing high school kids, whatever. But the one looked just like Brad Pitt, like like a young Brad Pitt. And I literally typed in like, I don't know why. I just had to Google it. I had to find out like if this, who guy this guy was looked like Brad Pitt. Like, so you looked up. I like Brad typed Pitt. in you know Euphoria episode three guy that looks like a young Brad Pitt. <laughs> oh my god. And 
it's just like so funny. And I found him on Instagram, and I'm like going through it. I was like, he kind of looks like Brad Pitt. Like, like I'm like analyzing how hot he is. Does he look like Brad Pitt? And I'm just I like, do the same what thing am I late doing? at night. It's so lame. Oh my god, the wormhole I got into last night was so Ugh. embarrassing. I was looking at some Ugh. couple that is like looks perfect. Yeah, and I'm like. What are you doing, Nikki? It's 3 a.m. <laughs> you should go to bed. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm so happy for them. They're really cute, but like, oh, uh, let's, I want to hear what her voice sounds like. She's really hot, but I bet she's got a weird voice. And I'm like, and then I'm just like, God, they seem so happy. And I'm like, oh, just go back to like, just get off of this. And so I go back to Reddit and it's just a picture of a wart being dissected. And I'm like, what is, <laughs> and it's just, it's just, I'm in the subreddit warts, like looking, and I'm deep in it, like two yeah, years down, yeah, looking, yeah. and I'm like, it just was such a quick reminder of like who I am. I'm like this single <laughs> woman then, <laughs> with a UTI, staying up late, watching some couple being like, they're not that happy. And then I go back to like me and my wart vids. <laughs> and then the next morning you go, hey, I got to sleep in an extra 20 minutes because. Because uh, that's what I was up late doing last night. <laughs> it's ridiculous. We got to go. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We'll be here all week and all month, really, in uh, Mexico. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Don't be k. And Jack Cabo. <laughs> no, I just said a whole list of them and we couldn't even pull one. <laughs> Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men... 
how this beguiling woman in her 50s she looked like a million bucks scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes nearly 10 million dollars was all gone it's just unbelievable hide your money in your old rich men because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts